This episode is made possible by PwC. The future calls for digital transformation you can trust. That's why the new equation is business-led and cloud-forward, using secure technologies to drive tax-efficient solutions for today and tomorrow. It's how people and technology work together to transform transformation. See how the new equation is building trust and security with the latest tech at thenewequation.com. On another episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we are continuing our coverage of Harley Quinn Season 3. This is Episode 5, It's a Swamp Thing. We're going to talk about that and much more right after these ads we have no control over. This episode is made possible by PwC. The future calls for digital transformation you can trust. That's why the new equation is business-led and cloud-forward, using secure technologies to drive tax-efficient solutions for today and tomorrow. It's how people and technology work together to transform transformation. See how the new equation is building trust and security with the latest tech at thenewequation.com. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration. Of a favorite action animated series, yeah. Yeah, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, where we take action animation seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhair Ali. And I am Andrew Rogers. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing pretty all right. My brain is chocked full. I said this to you right before, but I'll give the listeners, if I seemed scatterbrained today... Um, <laughs> full disclosure, we were supposed to have an interview today, but that has gotten pushed back for, uh, you know, some scheduling issues. It's nothing major, but we did have to push it back, but I watched something just too cool for us. That's he all is too say. cool for us. That is definitely what's going on. Like the excuse tonight was like, yeah, that's much cooler than we are. Do that instead. So <laughs> I, but I watched something to prep for that interview, which was a movie. And then I watched this episode of Harley Quinn. And then I am Groot also came out this week, which we're going to try and see if we could talk about as well in another podcast today. So I just have a lot of things on the brain. So I'm doing great, but it was a long day of just like, it's not often you complain about sitting on your couch watching things, but by the end of it, I was like, man, I need to take walk or something. <laughs> yeah. And but, if I'm scattered brain, then I'm just being myself. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? There's today? nothing unusual about that. No, not at, not at all. <laughs> so ready to dive right in? Yeah, I think so. Let's uh, let's do our little episode synopsis and then just kind of dive in head first like the show always does. Let's do some Quintock. All right. So for the synopsis, Clarion, I was trying to do Harley, but it just didn't work <laughs> out. But yeah, I was going for Clarion. That's exactly what it was. OK, synopsis. So this is episode five. It's a swamp thing. Ivy is unable to locate Frank through the green. The collective plant consciousness. So Harley suggests they take a break to clear her head. Accompanying Nora to New Orleans, they beat John Constantine in a shot contest before visiting Swamp Thing, who has a stronger connection to the green. Nora spends the night with him, but when she claims that she is not looking for anything serious, Swamp Thing becomes enraged and attacks them until Ivy calms him down by opening up about her fear of losing Frank. 
While Nora gives Swamp Thing a chance, Ivy strengthens her connection to the green and learns Bruce is holding Frank at Wayne Enterprises. Meanwhile, Bruce and Catwoman struggle with their new relationship due to their different needs. So Pennyworth asks Music Meister to act as their therapist, forcing them to sing about their feelings. With the therapy not availing, Bruce decides to focus on work to distract himself from his love life. I cannot express to you enough how happy I was to see John Constantine and how excited I was to hear Matt Ryan because everything he pops up in is fantastic. I love that Matt Ryan is just kind of like he's like um, Hugh Jackman to Wolverine. Like there's there's no other. It's just him. I don't care what you say about Keanu Reeves. It's just him. Like that's it. Like him coming up like. I'm not going to lie, like, this season has been, like, okay for me. Like, it's been entertaining, but it's not like, oh, my God, there's a new episode. I got to go watch it. And the first half of it was just pretty meh, in my opinion. But then when he popped up, like, I jumped out of my seat in excitement. I was so happy. He was not there long enough, but the short period that we had him was phenomenal. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's the same complaint I had with Nightwing. They just didn't do enough. Constantine is the belligerent drunk magician. Abuse that privilege that you have this character like at your disposal. But I agree. He is so amazing. And like Keanu Reeves did a thing, but that wasn't the Constantine like from comics. It was very like, how do we make this edgy for the early 2000s kind of superhero movie whereas matt ryan as constantine he nailed it in that tv show and he has nailed it in every voice performance since then so yeah he is the quintessential constantine and i agree the only thing i could have also wanted was for him to be like oh yeah i'm over here drinking with my buddies and just like jason blood's behind him and you know zatanna's sitting over there as well like just throw all of the magicians out I would not be surprised. No, I mean, just having him was an absolute delight. It would have been great if he actually showed up in the Swamp Thing show. That show was, oh, the season of it before it got canceled was really, really good. And and I think there was plans for them to possibly start to cross those kinds of things with the future seasons of the Swamp Show. Swamp yep, Thing show. Screw the state of North Carolina and messing up their tax uh incentive things that messed up the whole studio it's like come on like dc's got enough problems like they had to cancel batgirl just i mean i'm sure there's plenty of stuff behind that but like something was actually good and it needs more and i absolutely loved it and god seeing a version of him with a vine man bun (laughs) i guess like i was not ready for that i'm not surprised because of how harley quinn just just makes you go wow with the characters but like I had live action Swamp Thing in my head and that Alec. And then it was like, oh, this is a this is definitely the polar opposite. Yeah, I mean, even other animated Swamp Things have been very menacing. And like Swamp Thing is one of the canonically most powerful characters of Earth in the DC universe. Like he just is there to protect humanity. And I agree. I was not expecting him to pop up with chai lattes. Like it was hipst- <laughs> it was a hipster eco guy. That's what they swung for. And it was just such a funny hit because I agree. It totally just blindsided me without a doubt. I was just surprised they didn't again, lay into it more. Like I feel like they've yeah. been, they've been pushing a lot of stuff this season boundaries wise, but I feel like they've been pulling their punches on the comedy and like 
you know, you could have made a bunch of jokes about it being almond milk or oat milk as opposed to regular milk in the lattes because he's got to protect the environment or some like, you know, couldn't get certain beignets because he's a vegan, like really hammer home. He just doesn't have cows in the swamps of New Orleans. I mean, also that, but like they didn't. (laughs) It was just weird that they didn't swing for any of those. Like I was again expecting a little bit more out of this show than what we got because i'll be honest i wasn't the biggest fan of this episode like not a lot it didn't feel like a lot went on it just kind of it had its moments because even like all the stuff with nora like it's it's the over sexual humor that's kind of like a fill-in for lack of creative comedy in my opinion and this season has been doing a lot of that which is kind of what's brought it down like i mean I can't remember if it was both of you that didn't agree with me, but somebody didn't agree with me last week when I said that, like, the intellectual humor has been lacking in this episode. And, like, this episode kind of extends that for me. Yeah, this episode was just not intelligent. And, like, the B story with Batman and Selina, it was just kind of spinning its wheels the whole time. And, like, one of my notes here is, why was this the thing that Alfred said, okay, we need to get therapy on? Like Batman has a lot of other stuff going on, but he's like, oh, the relationship therapy. That's that's the solution here. We'll let him run around in his bat suit the rest of the time. But it's therapy here. I think uh, the line was naming the cats after his parents for <laughs> the woman that wants space like. Oh, it was just that the was way rough. that he he kept accidentally going like, Mom, I mean, uh, Martha. Eat, eat your tuna. What are you doing? Like kept calling the cats mom and dad. That was so funny. And it, it is easy to make jokes at Batman's expense, but just like oh, that dialing up those little notches were so funny. I was only disappointed because there is a Batman cat in comics and his name is Alfred. And I was just like, why didn't you get, why didn't we bring Alfred in here? Give me that cat. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. Like, the part that you talked about, I kind of zoned out during the whole music meister thing. Like I wasn't paying attention to the song. It just, it really wasn't that engaging for me. And those voice actors are very good at what they do for voice acting. It sounded like they were singing karaoke. Like, I'm not just trying to drag this show through the mud. I, I feel like we've been complaining. Which isn't the time. worst. It isn't the worst thing. It was more of a story thing that bored me, but like, it is kind of funny when you just have the voice actors just attempt to sing as opposed to like having singing experience. That's true, but my only problem extends beyond just how they were singing, but the this goes into my music background, the compression on the voices sounded like karaoke. Like it sounded like they had a speaker playing the music and they handed these voice actors a microphone and said, "Okay, now you sing." because I could barely make out some of the words that Batman was trying to actually say. There were so many of them that mm-hmm. felt muddled behind what was going on. So I think that was also part of why it just felt like karaoke in my head. And also I know that, like you said, it's kind of fun to have them not sing good, but one of my favorite episodes of the flash, which is a lot of people's least favorite episode of the flash is the music Meister episode because of the fact that, that you had all of that cast with a background in music with Grant Gustin and I forget the girls who plays Supergirl. Um, They're both from Glee. You had the guy who plays... um, Reverse Flash. 
yeah you had the guy who plays reverse flash you had um the detective commissioner joe he was in rent which i absolutely love him in rent like that was my first exposure to him so to them see him being a hardcore cop actor is just awesome but like oh my god what was other archer's name oh um malcolm merlin yes (laughs) yeah malcolm like there's so much about that episode because I kind of forgot they had a background in musical theater. So suddenly to have them like full on singing was amazing. And they I tried getting a uh, Stephen Amell on that too. And he was just like, no, <laughs> good for him for standing up for himself. But yeah, cause arrow did not need that. No, no, it did not. But, um, we'll, we'll jump back into the positives so, yeah. of the episode. Tell me how this... excited you were about that interview without telling me how excited you were. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I will say there was some fun that they had with Music Meister that I love this idea that they have played with a little bit in this season of the villains having like real jobs that Music mm-hmm. Meister is a therapist that hypnotizes people into singing their feelings. Riddler runs escape rooms because that's just his whole shtick is setting traps and making escape rooms like I want more of that. I want resolution at the end of the season that like Bane's coming to terms with his life moment is him like opening a gym and becoming a physical trainer or something along those lines. Like give me I more of that. I just want you to be the best version of yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Him is like a Peloton instructor. Please. Oh <laughs> come I'm on. To come to a nice cool down. Up the hill, up the hill. If you don't, it will explode. <laughs> That wasn't Bane. I'm sorry. I don't know what that was coming to get you. (laughs) And it's just all the villains in class like, man, he's going hard today. (laughs) You know, for something that we just said that we weren't too fond of, we definitely spoke on it a lot. Yeah, it's it's so hard because like. This show has grown a lot in what we've done over, you know, analyzing and doing a deep dive. The minute that we deal with a comedy and not like an anime fight scene, it's so much harder to dig into the, you know, depths of our personal being when the number or, you know, the top thing in my notes is I feel for you, Harley. Beignets always sound amazing. Like there's not a lot of commentary to be made on that. Besides, I also like beignets. So it's we always have a I lot had to, to look up about, what that was not realizing i've had them before i was just about to say you've never had beignets sir we need no, no, to no. fix I that had, i not. just i like there's this restaurant over here called little bit Nola that i go to pretty frequently but and i've gotten them but i guess i just never like retained what it was called it was just like i want this thing uh so when they said it like three times like okay i've google what this is i was like okay yes i have had that before but i have yet to visit new orleans so tbd We'll get on that when we all decide to meet in the middle and have the hosts meet up. We'll we'll meet in New Orleans here. That would be great. <laughs> that I would pig out so hard over there. Same. I just love food. Um, That's not what this podcast is about. How do you feel about Batman being framed up as like the bad guy? Oh, I actually had a food segue too. But oh, yeah, did you? Well, that did throw me off. That did throw me off. I was like, all right, who's like the next villain that's going to pop into this? And like, I'm intrigued at what Bruce has to do with it and how it's going to influence the plans. Like, I like that there's actually like plot to kind of speculate on. I don't know if it's actually going to like live up to it, but 
but it makes you go, hmm. Yeah, well, because we asked that question last week of, okay, who did we think it was? And I, I think my guess was Amanda Waller, perhaps. I know you didn't have one. Right. I can't remember if Jay Scotty had any speculation, but I was sitting on another like possible answer because in the companion comics that they wrote to bridge seasons two and three together, there was like another eco terror villain that like was rivaling poison Ivy. And I was almost going to say it, but then I figured I would have to do like a 10 minute monologue on who this villain was, if it was true. So I was like, I'm just going to let it, go and then if that's who it happens to be i'll explain it when we get there but i kind of like them keeping it in this tight knit because i feel like we're almost going to see batman pull a commissioner gordon this season and go off the deep end a little bit with like his breakup with catwoman being the equal of jim gordon's wife leaving him and now he's just going to go full into how do i stop poison ivy i need to save this city i gotta be a damn good cop he's probably gonna try to stop that movie production as well because clayface has been pretty heavy on that yeah there's so many like little plots going on this season that i feel like last two seasons we didn't have as many like threads to be able to pull on yeah because it was like dealing with the ramifications of the end of season one this this could very well just be arrowverse all over again <laughs> what do you mean we got a solid that? oh <laughs> solid first two seasons and then you're so busy introducing people that the plot just starts going all over the place and you start building spin-offs instead of like maintaining consistency i mean we maybe get a mm -hmm. kite man show Woo! just to prove my point even further <laughs> yeah no it's i'm i'm withholding judgment because it i also only binged the first two seasons i never had to wait week to week for those first two to come out waited week to week so I just wonder if also that's part of my judgment being askew is, you know, this show has enough value to entertain me for an hour when I watch two episodes, but it doesn't quite have enough to entertain me when I only get the half hour chunks. Because I, I found that needs to be more of a conversation when it comes to streamable shows, and it's not as much of the conversation when it comes to streaming shows It's like whether in what format people watch things depending on how much they enjoy it, because like my a great example of this is the Hawkeye show on Disney Plus. I know there were a lot of people that didn't necessarily enjoy that. I talked to a friend of mine that binged it all at once, like waited for it to come out and just watch the whole Hawkeye show. And they were like, yeah, it was fantastic. I just enjoyed it. And I was like, yeah, but how did you feel like when you had these cliffhangers that didn't pay off? And they're like, well, I just I just kept watching. It just rolled over. And I'm wondering if that's the same thing with Harley Quinn, like these first couple seasons. I was just like, oh, yeah she killed the penguin what happens next oh she's got to go to the school and fight the riddler okay what happens next like just kind of going through it whereas this season i'm like okay i just watched an entire episode about an orgy now i have to wait another week to figure out where the plot is gonna go <laughs> like that is weird when that you say it episode, out loud wasn't it yeah <laughs> like clearly i'm trying to repress that you were trying to repress it while it was happening it was so yeah so funny to watch as i would say things and you were like that did happen during this episode didn't it <laughs> yeah i try to tell people like every time i think i come out of this rock that i live under i just realize i'm under a bigger rock so it's like yeah, podcast amnesia is also a thing because there have been some of these that i'll listen back to when i finally catch up on my podcast log and i'm like did i say that did i really what 
So you give me shit for rewatching anime and you re-listen to podcasts? I don't re-listen to. I listen to for the first time for, you know, quality assurance purposes. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm self-centered and just like the sound of my own voice. There Maybe we that's... go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're sticking with. <laughs> so, yeah, I have no speculation on what Bruce is doing, why he's doing. I don't know how much I even want to speculate. It's just very intriguing. Like, it's every time that I think, well, I don't want to say every time. This is probably the first time this season where it's like they've really grasped me onto like, now I'm curious for next week. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I got to watch it. But it's like, oh, let's find out what's going on with this Bruce thing. Oh, and I have this podcast to record for. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's they've been biding their time, and I just hope that it's going to come out in some capacity. But we also have, like I said, so many sea stories of the. Uh... All right, so we're never going to find out what these sea stories are because Andrew's laptop died. So. Let's cut to some ads we have no control over. This episode is made possible by PwC. The future calls for digital transformation you can trust. That's why the new equation is business-led and cloud-forward, using secure technologies to drive tax-efficient solutions for today and tomorrow. It's how people and technology work together to transform transformation. See how the new equation is building trust and security with the latest tech. At thenewequation.com. When it's time to give a truly special gift to that special someone in your life, why not turn to a jeweler you can trust? Solomon Brothers Jewelers is a family-owned business that's earned Atlanta's trust for decades with high quality, low prices, and the largest selection. Solomon Brothers has thousands of wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds in stock. Shop Solomon Brothers online at SolomonBrothers.com, SolomonBrothers.com, or stop by stores with locations in Buckhead or Alpharetta and experience the best. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> All right, show. so he found his charger. Woo. We're back. Hope you uh, enjoyed those ads. I'm sure I wouldn't have. I, I'm going to play Inside Baseball. We just sat here for, what, like 25 minutes? Because not only did my laptop die, but Windows decided, oh, this is a time to do an update now. So, <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Microsoft. Yeah, it's, it's Thanks for a- making my life easy. <laughs> Thanks apple, for waiting for apple, me, buddy. Apple, apple, apple. Maybe. Anyways, um, so the perfect segue that I had before that we just made everybody wait this long for is I love how invested King Shark is with the cats and the fact that he's like feeding them <laughs> sushi and stuff. And just his delivery on the line and everything is just so wholesome. When she was like, you need to get out. It's like, I'm pretty sure I live here fine you need to leave for six hours he's like ah just short enough to not have time for the city just not long enough to really understand this is great (laughs) that's all we saw of him (laughs) well he forgot his phone so he couldn't get in contact with anyone else after that that was uh watch him just like that's gonna be the plot of next episode is that he's just lost in the city without his phone oh my gosh that would be amazing him just gallivanting about and like just start cameoing in random characters. Like he ends up on Danny the street. They find him singing karaoke. They're like, what are oh you doing? Oh my God. <laughs> Danny the street would be epic. Uh, 
one of the best random characters is just Danny the Street. Put him with King. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Told you uh, wouldn't expect it. I wasn't expecting it. Just like Ivy was not expecting to get interrupted. I'm just going to say it. Harley has been like on my nerves this season. Yes. As for this relationship. 100%. Like, there is, they are not giving her any actual redeeming qualities in what is going on. Like she's trying to be supporting and I get it. It's not easy for anyone to be supporting a relationship, but like fully not understanding anything that is going on in her partner's life is just like, it's not great. Yeah, and it annoys me that every episode wraps up with, like, Ivy being so grateful to her. Just like, she's the source of, like, 90% of your problems. Like, this is a very toxic relationship. I'm sorry, Ivy. And, like, I think that's one of the reasons I wasn't fully engaged with this episode, too, is, like, it started off with me just being really annoyed with her. First off, I don't know why Ivy would be, like, meditating on the couch. Like, go meditate in the park or something. I feel like you can get closer to the green if you're actually sitting with the green, but... I'm also not part of this made-up magic science metahuman shindig, so what do I know? But also, it's like, like clearly she is meditating. Shut the f up and go eat the chips somewhere else. Like the fact that she had to like interrupt twice, and then Ivy's apologies, like, oh no, it's actually more difficult. It's like, dude, what is wrong with you? Yeah, it, it was the same thing in, I think it was the last episode, when she was trying to get really sciencey, and they're like, we're gonna start a death metal band in the living room. Like, I it. yeah, I, I kind of hope it comes to a head a little bit. Like, I understand this is the Harley Quinn character is like doing whatever she wants. She's a free spirit. But like, don't have Ivy let her keep getting away with it. I know that's the whole point of it is like Ivy has come to terms with this is the person that she loves and you do put up with those things. But like a person actively causing these problems that could be so easily avoid. I don't know. It's weird. It's just it's very toxic and it's very codependent and I don't like it. Yeah, like we got this whole story of getting away from the toxic relationship with the Joker. Now we're in a totally different version, but it still is just as toxic as Frank is. Yeah, it's just a matter of, like, between Harley and Joker, it was, like, her having, like, I need him. Now this is absolutely, like, them needing each other. And it's pretty sad to watch. Yeah, it was it was toxic in the emotional and possibly physically abusive ways with the Joker. This is much more over-codependence and ignoring red flags which again i get i know you ignore some red flags but this is like a lot of problematicness and like hey i'm gonna drag you out with my friends now and they're not gonna help us in any way fight you know swamp thing instead they're gonna sleep with him yeah dude is gonna hit the fan between these two i you see i don't know if that's actually the, the direction that they're heading though because it's it's very old school, like full house family comedy days of we have a problem pitched to us at the beginning of the episode and then it's wrapped up 20 minutes later in a nice little bow of we've hugged, we've kissed, we've made up, we learned a lesson here today. I so I don't feel, I feel like, like they're leading up. Maybe I, feel I like it's building up. I agree. I hope that it is. I just don't know if that's the direction that they're going. You hope it builds up for them to go at each other? 
a little bit. I want to see it come to the want to see it come to the good resolution, not the poor one. Okay. I still think just because the show is named after Harley, I feel like did I say Ivy? No. You said Harley. Come on, brain? Yeah. Okay, I did say that. Um that's why I feel like Ivy is going to be like a serious antagonist throughout the season. Yeah. At some that's, point that's... during the season. And it could resolve with them just like happily being together and whatnot, but there's going to be a huge problem between the two of them. Yeah. And maybe that's another thing is it feels like they've really shifted focus and that Harley Quinn is not actually the main character this season. Like she has felt secondary in almost all of the stories that are being told thus far. Yeah, the season's very scrambly. It is, and I I can't put my finger on why. Like, we've tried to name off all these things, and then we end up talking about how, like, oh, but we still enjoyed XYZ part of whatever's going on. So they're not doing things wrong. It just, it's a lot to keep track of, I think. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just not doing it as good as they have. There we go. That's... And that's the other thing. Standards are crazy in yeah. anything that you talk about. Especially so. with like how fans are perceiving DC nowadays. Like there's a lot of pressure to just have a series that does things right. Yeah, DC drama I have a lot of thoughts on and have been keeping up with a lot of the research, but we're going to keep that to different podcasts that is not this one until we actually get the full information of what's going on over at Warner Brothers but yeah. there's a lot of things happening a lot of things indeed as long as Young Justice is still with us that's all I care about you can yeah. cancel whatever else you want mm. well I mean obviously yeah. there are other things I would like to hang on to but I think Young Justice is yeah at the top of that list it's the cream of the crop right there because they finished up the the animated universe so yeah i mean there hasn't I, been anything from the new one for me to be invested in so there just hasn't been enough of that new one yet so yeah there's promising hope but in the meantime as it kind of sounds like we're talking less about this episode and more about other things going on i do want to kind of give an update uh the young justice targets comics mm-hmm they have still been continuing to come out. The third issue actually came out this week. And so it looks like probably in the next two to three ish months, we'll get all six of those issues. And at that point, you could probably expect um, we are going to talk about those. We've had that going on in the behind the scenes for a while. But as more issues came out, I wanted to you know, remind the fans, hey, we have the Young Justice comics going on. And I found out I have been a big fat liar. These actually take place after season four, apparently. So it's totally new information that we've never seen before mm -hmm. because Wingman showed up in one of the comics. I'm like, wait, he didn't get the dog until after season four. And then I looked it up and they're like, nah, actually, it's post season four or season five. Whatever season of Young Justice we just got, it's after that. So much intrigue. Very much intrigued. They're pretty good. I've been I have been enjoying them. It's just more young justice. It makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably gonna be one of those things where once it's done, I'll just read all of it. I saw the Wayne family comic season is wrapping up soon. Is it? I didn't know there was a season. 
Yeah, because there was like a like a notification came up. It's like, hey, new issue, and it's like closing soon or something like that. Something about like a season ending. I was like, oh, if that's the case, then I can just binge. That. Well, they're not contiguous anyway, so. But I'd rather like want more and there be more than the opposite. It's the pain of reading comic books when you're uh, up to date on things is having to wait week after week to find out something new. But as you say that, yes, the Wayne family comics are ending season one finale is up right now. As I take a look at that, uh, we've talked about those a little bit, but I don't know if we've ever said they're on webtoon. They are totally free and they are short and cute and enjoyable. The opposite of Harley Quinn. They are super wholesome and you are never going to have to worry about blurring anything out. Yeah. The little snippets that I've seen has just been fabulous. Oh, it is. Anything else going on, my dude? Uh, not besides the usual social media stuff. Uh, keep up with us there. I apologize. I was not good about updating the schedule today. I probably should have sent out a tweet that said, hey, we're not doing an interview. This is what we're covering instead. But today was so chaotic and hectic that we're just riding along with it. Laptop batteries and all. <laughs> so, yeah, follow us on socials for some updates. I can no longer promise everything. But uh, what about you, Zuhair? Do you have anything going on on the side besides animation deliberation? Good Lord, have I been guesting a lot. Uh, the episode from Captain Game Show should be coming out soon. 323 with Reed Murphy to talk about sports stuff. And oh my God, we played this game called Cake or Taken. <laughs> and it's on YouTube. It's, seriously, like if you want to watch me in tears from laughing, like go check it out on YouTube. Show them some love. It's basically like a zoomed in picture of either a cake or an athlete's butt. And we have to guess which one it is. And it was just hilarious. Go check it out. Uh, aside from that, I am Goot came out this week. We are going to be covering here in animation deliberation soon. But I did get to record with Matthew Carroll of Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. So mm -hmm. if you want my instant reaction, like literally minutes after I finish watching it, then please go check them out and show them some love. Always check out our other shows on Stranded Panda. You can see them all on strandedpanda.com. And what else was I on? I know there's a list. Uh, Superhero Ethics. I talked a little bit about Marvel on there. Uh, I think that's it. And check out Jay Scotty on panda vision for what we do in the shadows i think i got yes it that's all that is in my knowledge um yeah okay so and i i guess that's it so uh <laughs> yes, that's all the stuff yeah so as always uh tune in next time and stay whelmed uh until my laptop dies again muscle muscle let's get this plugged in Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark.